This is episode 137. We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Siope. Thank you for joining me wherever you may be. I am way excited to talk about the skill we are going to focus on during this podcast because it is one of the most transformational skills that you can implement with your child that will both help your child but also help you as a parent in your relationship with your child and to help de-escalate any feelings that you have that are difficult to deal with when you are struggling with negative behaviors. So we're going to be talking about effective praise, effective praise. And this skill only has four steps to it. One of those steps is optional. So really only three steps for you to keep track of. However, these are profound in the way that we implement each of the steps. So during this podcast, you will learn how to use this skill more effectively with your child. And I want you to be able to implement this in your routine, your daily routine starting today for the next five days. And you will, I promise you, if you do this consistently and are looking to do this five times a day with your child, you're going to find a stronger relationship with your child at the end of five days. So this is doing it over the course of five days, five times a day consistently, you are going to see a meaningful change happen in your relationship with your child. I've seen it happen a million times. It's going to happen with you. If you do this, this is going to happen. So I'm giving it to you on a silver platter because I'm nice that way. And I'm super excited to share this with you because it it really is transformational. So there are three points that I definitely want to cover during this podcast. The first point is addressing parents who say, I can't find anything to praise about my child. The second thing is I want to go over the skill of effective praise, including the steps. So we're going to go over the four steps. And the third thing I want us to go over is how to choose a rationale, so a reason. And that is given in step number three. Okay, so step number three, we'll be talking about rationales that you use. So we're going to go over those three items, points to focus on during this podcast. I'm going to talk to parents who don't think they can find anything to praise with their child. We're going to talk about the skill and go through the steps. And then I'm going to give you tips that you can use on using effective rationales or reasons so your child will continue with the positive behavior. Now, to get into this, I'm going to share an experience with a family that I'm working with, Kelsey and Tyler, and this was the very first skill that we focused on because they are very positive parents. They are able to see the good in what's happening. However, there is one child that they have out of their four that they are struggling with, and this child really pushes their buttons. He's very defiant. He can be very difficult. He talks over, he looks for explanations about everything. He cannot accept instructions without reasons why. And so Kelsey is staying at home with their children and Tyler is off to work. So Kelsey sees it more often than Tyler does. However, I've been meeting with both of them and it's been 
really amazing to see them interact with each other because just in their interactions uh, through our calls, you can see the love between them and just the you know friendship that they have with each other. So Kelsey is seeing that the children, they're at home, and she's seeing all of this behavior happening with just the one child. And so we started to focus in on a strength that they had, which was praise. Now, one of the statements that Kelsey said to me during our conversation is something I've heard over and over and over again from many parents who have difficult children. And it's this phrase, I can't find anything to praise. There really isn't anything I can praise. And when I hear this, what I do hear is I'm overwhelmed by the behavior of my child to the point that I am so focused on everything that's negative that's happening that I cannot see anything positive in what's happening. And so we had to take a step back. And in talking to Kelsey and Tyler, we had to evaluate, and this is the parenting piece, where are you as a parent when you're engaging with a child with difficult behaviors? You have to gauge yourself because remember, we're focused on uh, responding to a child and not reacting to the child. So when we respond to a child, we are conscious and aware of what is happening around us and our response is in conjunction to the behavior in order to address it. When we react to the behavior, our emotions are involved in this interaction, and the emotions drive the behavior that we have with our child's behavior, which often leads to regret and sadness afterwards when we're calm. So you can always tell the difference between if you're responding or if you are reacting, because if you're reacting, you often feel sorry about it or you regret something that you've done. Uh, or that you double guess it later on when things are more calm. If you are in that state after you have an interaction with your child that is difficult, then you are definitely reacting. So you need to get in a state where you're responding to the behavior. So we had to talk about that. And so I talked about this with Kelsey. I said, Kelsey, you have to evaluate where you are. Where are you emotionally when you're dealing with your child with difficult behaviors? And she said, well, I'm obviously not in a good place. I struggle. It's like, okay, so what are some of the things that you can do in order to prepare yourself to respond to the behavior rather than to react? And so we went through a couple of things where she could calm herself down, take a breath, close her eyes, just, you know, relax, let her shoulders fall, feel that in her body, that that calming sensation when you take a deep breath, in order to help her. And we started to explore these options. And there was something I said to her that she said was impactful later on. I told her, you know, we all have expectations for our children. We want them to behave very specific ways. We all want our children to behave in very specific ways. But the reality of our child and the reality of the situations that we find ourselves don't always match our expectations. So when our expectations are in line with reality, then we find peace. So let me repeat that. When our expectations are in line with our reality, that is when we will find peace. So if your expectations are not in line 
with the reality of what's happening with your child. You're always going to be in a state of emotional chaos. You need to understand your child may be in the reality unable to control some of these behaviors. And so your expectations, although they may be high, need to adjust for the reality of what's happening. And if you can do that, you'll find the inner peace you need to move forward. In our discussions, we focused in on what the expectations were for her, what is the reality for her child, and then being able to address it from that point of view. So when she says, I can't find anything to praise, often the expectation is not in line with the reality of what's happening. So let's focus, refocus that. How can we make the expectations match the reality? Because the reality is not going to change. The reality is going to stay consistent until we help it move along and allow it some opportunity to change. It's much more easy for a parent to adjust the expectation to match the the, the reality and then to find the inner peace to deal with that. And then we can teach to it to change it and to improve it. We need parents who are more in tune with their own emotional responses and their own reactions to what is happening, and we need them to be able to respond to children, not to react to their child. So we did a lot of parent work. It was a lot of inner work, exploring, understanding, discussing, you know, being honest, being able to really take an internal look into how she perceives things, how she expects things to be a certain way, and what the realities are about that. And once we got to a point where she could match her expectations with the reality of the situation, she felt a lot more calm, a lot more at peace. So we addressed that. I can't find anything to praise. Okay. There is always something to praise, even in negative behaviors with a child, if we are paying attention and if we are aware and we're looking to respond to the child, right? So in talking to her, we explored a behavior that was happening where she could praise her child, even though there were negative things happening in his behavior. So we talked about her child struggling with uh, listening to her, always asking questions. And so we talked about that. Okay, questions, is it the fact that he's asking questions or that the questions are nonstop? And for her, she's like, I just have so much to do. I don't have time to answer all his questions. It's like, okay, so you're not opposed to questions. It's just the amount of questions, the consistency of questions. And so we started to focus in on the reality. The reality is, is he's a very curious child. He wants to know. He wants to understand. So he's asking questions to understand. And that helped to change her expectations and her ability to understand. So I can't find anything to praise is an excuse for not recognizing that there are still things that your child are doing that are positive, even though we may view it as a negative. So we switch that. And for her, it's to praise him being able to ask questions. So thank you for asking questions. You are asking me very good questions because you want to find out. So we, we did a shift. We did a shift in being able to do that. 
Now, we did that in multiple ways. So we did that in him asking a lot of questions, but we also focused in on the idea of if the child is being defiant towards you, anything your child does that is positive in the interaction, whether or not they are looking at you, making eye contact, if they're able to face their body towards you, if they follow your instruction even just a little bit, even though they're still defiant, you should praise those small efforts. Always praise anything your child is doing well, especially when they're defiant, in order to reinforce the idea that you're doing great at even doing a small piece, which is, I appreciate it, and that's wonderful. And that keeps things from spiraling out of control and dipping into super negative behaviors. So if you are saying to yourself, I can't find anything to praise, you need to do some internal work, but you also need to do some work around recognizing opportunities that you can praise, even the small behaviors. There is always something that you can praise. When you are able to do this, Your child will be able to do this too. And you will notice that they're going to be able to pick out the positive things even when things look very negative. If you demonstrate this to your child, they will adopt it as a way to process the world around them. It's wonderful. It's actually super wonderful. So in a way, this helps your child reframe the world in a more positive way. It helps you because you are actively reframing the world in a positive, and it helps to de-escalate some of the mood and the discomfort and the discussions that are difficult into a more positive space. Okay? So very, very effective. So really, do some work around, I can't find anything to praise. Yeah, there's always something to praise. You can always find something, even a little thing to praise. Now, the second point I want to discuss is the skill of effective praise. I want to go through the steps because I want you to be able to use this by the end of this podcast. But I'm going to go over the steps after this message. Hi, my name is Elizabeth. Did you know Smarter Parenting provides coaching services? We are here to meet your needs. If you need one coaching session a month or three coaching sessions a month, we can help you. A personal coach to guide you through problems you're struggling with with your child. Visit the Smarter Parenting website and go to the coaching page for more information. Okay, welcome back. So let me go through the steps of effective praise. There's only four steps, and one of the steps is optional. So step number one is you need to show approval or find the positive in the behavior. Number two, describe the behavior and be specific. So you want to describe what you see as the behavior. Number three, Give a meaningful reason, a meaningful reason that is important to your child of why that behavior is important. And then number four is optional, is to give a reward. That's just a cherry on top. You can add it if you want. It's very helpful if you want to reinforce the positive behavior. But again, it's optional. You don't have to do that. And I recommend you don't do it every time. You just do it when you feel like you really want to enforce a very specific behavior. Then you give a reward. Okay? So let's talk about each of these steps. Show approval. Find the positive is number one. What you want to do is if your child is doing something positive, you want to show approval. You want to smile. You want to nod your head yes. You want to be able to say, hey, wow, that is great, fantastic, good. You want to be able to say these positive words around the behavior. 
Now, you want to find the positive about it. Hey, that's wonderful that you picked up your clothes. That's wonderful that you took the dog for a walk. That's wonderful that you took the garbage out. Okay? And that goes into step number two, which is describing the behavior. Now, you want to be specific. So, saying something like, good job, or I'm so proud of you, those are not ways to do effective praise. What you want to do is focus in on what behavior are they doing well, and you want to describe it. This helps cement in your child's brain specifically what you see that they are doing well, and it tells them, hey, I've been recognized for this. This is something I can repeat. I can do this. You want to be very clear because children need clarity. They need you to be as clear as possible. So if a child is cleaning their room, you know, by any miracle, a child cleans their room, (laughs) and uh, they put their book on the shelf and you want to praise that, then you would show approval and you say like, hey, say their name. You know, let's say his name is uh, Bill. Hey, Bill, it's wonderful. I noticed that you picked up the book and you put it on the shelf. Now, that's describing the behavior and being very specific. So you want to be able to do that instead of, hey, great job cleaning your room. Okay, super broad, super broad. So you want to be very specific in the behavior that they exhibit. Now, step number three is to give a meaningful reason for your child. You want to be able to explain to your child why that behavior is important, but it has to have meaning to your child. So, for example, if Bill picked up the book and put it on the bookshelf, you want to give him a, a meaningful reason. And that reason could be, and it's different for all children, it could be, I saw you picked up the book and you put it on the shelf. When you put the book on the shelf, you're going to be able to find it when you want to read it later. And it'll be easy for you to just take it off the shelf and start reading. So that's a meaningful reason to your child. A lot of times I hear parents do rationales that are different or reasons that are more centered around them. Well, when you clean your room, it makes me happy. When you clean your room, you know, our house feels so much better. When you clean your room, me and your dad are so proud of you. Okay, those are reasons But they're not reasons that are really meaningful to your child. You want to find something that is meaningful for your child in order to reinforce that positive behavior. Why? Because children are selfish for the most part. Being able to give them a reason that's meaningful for them will guarantee that they will want to do it again because there is something of value in it for them. They win something from it because you're describing. This is the hardest part. Now, this leads me to the third point that I wanted to focus on in this podcast. How do you choose an effective rationale? Okay. Now, there was a part in talking about the steps where you do give a reward, and that's optional. I'm not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about rationales. But if you do want to give a reward, you just want to give a reward that matches the behavior. If they do something big, give them a bigger reward. If they do something small, give them a smaller reward. Just saying thank you or saying great job or that's wonderful. You should be so proud of yourself for being able to accomplish that. That is fantastic. So step number four is give a reward. But again, that's optional. Let's talk about using an effective rationale or reason. So This is the hardest part for a lot of parents. They have a hard time figuring out what's important to my child. Why should my child do this again? In what way can I point my child towards a rationale that is meaningful to them? 
by far, step number three in effective praise is the most challenging for a lot of parents, and that's because parents are stuck in their head. They're stuck thinking about the benefits that they get out of a child's positive behaviors rather than the child's benefit out of behaving a certain way. So the suggestion I have for parents is to take some time and observe what things are meaningful for your child. What do they do in their free time? What do they value? What are important things to them? Some general concepts that are effective rationales could be, depending on the age of the child, time with friends. So sometimes I have volunteered that as an option for a reason. Billy, when you clean your room and everything is nice and orderly, that gives you more time to spend with your friends playing outside. That's a reason that's meaningful for your child and not for the parent. Always, always, always focus on a reason or a rationale that is meaningful for your child to make effective praise work. Okay, you want to do this. So more time with friends, more time doing an activity that they enjoy, whether it's playing a video game or playing a game in the home or cooking or creating something. It gives them more time to practice guitar, for example. I mean, all of these are based on the individual child. So parents need to really take time to evaluate what's a value to my child? Why is my child motivated by this? And how can I use this in a way that I can praise them and connect it to a reason why they should continue behaving in a positive way? So those are some of the methods that I've used to help parents come up with meaningful reasons. And you're going to find this. It's different for every child, and it's different as they grow, as they get older. Those reasons change. So, you know, before, when my daughter was a lot younger, it would be to earn small rewards. And now that she's older, we use the rationale, well, now you have more time to go spend with your friends because she likes to spend time with her friends. So it's very different, and you adjust according to your child. So it's consistently changing, and you want to be on top of that. So those are ways that you can use rationales to help you. So we covered three things, and then I want to give you a challenge. So first thing was, I can't find anything to praise in my child. That's hogwash. There is always something you can praise with your child, even small behaviors, even during a meltdown, if they're behaving even remotely in a positive way. Praise that positive. Break that chain of negative behaviors by offering praise in there as a breather or a speed bump on the road towards complete meltdown. Okay, so you, praise will help do that. It helps to de-escalate your child. It helps to de-escalate you as a parent. It helps you bring everything into the positive arena. We talked about effective praise in the steps, the the four steps. Show approval, find the positive. That was number one. Number two is describe the behavior and be specific. Number three is give a meaningful reason that is meaningful for your child. And then number four, give a reward, which is optional. And then we discussed the importance of parents to take the time to Uncover what rationales will work with your child. Again, it's going to be different for every family. Now, here's the challenge I'm giving you, okay? And it's the same challenge that I gave to Kelsey and Tyler. I want you to spend some time today writing down 
at least five rationales for your child's positive behaviors. What are five things that are meaningful to them that you can link to positive behaviors? Okay, so a lot of internal mental work you have to do to come down with those five things. Now, when you come up with those five things, you are going to use this skill for the next five days, five times each day for your children. You're going to praise them. Now, break it up. If your child is gone to school and they come back at three or four, then break it up and say, okay, I'm going to praise them from four to five, five to six, six to seven. One praise every hour. If they're at home all day, say, I'm going to praise them nine to ten. I'm going to praise them after lunch, maybe a little before dinner, after dinner, before bed. So five times you will be praising your child for positive things that they are doing. And you're going to do this for five days. One way for you to keep track of this, the technique is to have five marbles in one pocket. Every time you praise your child, you're going to take one of the marbles out and move it to the pocket on the opposite side. That way you can keep track and you should, by the end of the day, have all five marbles from one pocket in the other pocket. That will keep you accountable. Now, when you do this for five days, doing it five times a day, you will see a noticeable change in your child's engagement with you. You will absolutely see them light up with you and your conversation. You will also start to notice more compliance from them. I've seen it happen so many times when we implement this. So Kelsey and Tyler are doing the praise. They're focusing on the praise because this is a strength of theirs. And we always want to focus on strengths that parents have. And by being able to do this, they are just increasing the strength of their relationship. So when they ask for things in the future or they need their child to change a behavior, the child is more apt to do it because they feel loved and connected They feel a sense of relationship with their parents. You know, we change because of relationships. Let's be honest. I mean, people who are very religious, they change because of their relationship with God or the deity that they worship, and that affects their behavior. Relationships are so essential for children. And so by you building on a strong foundation of love and respect and noticing the good in your child, they're going to be able to engage more positively with you and with the world. Now, you're going to do this with your child. You're going to see a change. If you are a parent and you are working with another parent who is not on board with you, I want you to do this with them. I want you to praise them five times over five days, and I want you to see the difference happen because it will happen. It will absolutely happen. You have to be sincere, but it will absolutely happen. So try it with them. If you are a single parent, I want you to try this with your child, but I also want to challenge you to try this with a friend or with a coworker or with a neighbor. Try it. Praise them. You're going to notice stronger relationships happening. It's fascinating and it's amazing. And again, it sounds so easy. 
However, it does take some brain work to come up with that meaningful reason for that behavior to continue. And you're going to want to be able to do that. So find ways to use this. Have it become a part of who you are and how you engage with people. And you'll find that you'll be able to build rapport and friendships a lot more quickly. You'll be able to retain relationships and have deeper relationships with other people. It's very, very powerful, effective praise. So I'm excited to hear from you. You know, send me information on how it turned out for you. It's amazing. The skill is absolutely amazing. That's it for me for this week. Don't forget the challenge. You're going to do this for the next five days. Keep track and observe the changes happening in your family. I hope you have a good week, and I'll talk to you again next week. All right, bye.